Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Andrew Irving from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. This week is the last program for 2015. Our Secretary, Romina Beetson, apologises for not being able to be with us this week because she's still recovering from an illness. In this week's program, I will review some of the high-profile issues in 2015. Recent budget update. It's obvious that no matter who the leader is, the Liberals only ever attack the vast majority of the community. Budget cuts are only directed at health, education and welfare expenditure. Taxation increases only relate to increasing the GST. Both cuts and tax increases will not affect their mates, but will have a direct and significant effect on the right of access to health services and high-quality education system and the ability to survive in these hard times. It's embarrassing that directly after the announcement of their response that the Liberals are confronted by the Australian tax department coming out with figures showing that many of the corporate leading public corporations do not pay tax. In fact, in the paper on Thursday, it said that more than 40% of public corporations have not paid any tax over the last year. I'm sure that the people of Australia will once again come out onto the streets in protest against the savage further attacks on the community. Just looking at one area Screen Australia will suffer its third round of cuts in 18 months, while the government scraps the Book Council of Australia as part of a $52 million cut to arts and communication, $47 million of which will be redirected to major Hollywood film studios for Thor and Alien sequels. The government has also cut... $36.8 $36.8 million from government-funded galleries and museums, expected to mainly affect cultural institutions in Canberra. Other issues. You may have heard the funniest political story of last week was Bronwyn Bishop's announcement that she wanted to stay on as the member for McKellar to help fight terrorism. Some have said she is grumpy at Turnbull for not giving her a ministry in exchange for her support in the September leadership vote. Perhaps she is aiming for a new portfolio, maybe Minister for Terrorism. World leaders sign a climate deal. Some call it death warrant for the planet. As world leaders celebrate the historic Paris climate deal, climate activists suggest a lot of the praise is just hot air. Nick Dearden, Director of Global Justice Now, a UK-based social justice organisation, said it's outrageous that the deal is being twisted as a success when it undermines the rights of the world's most vulnerable communities and has almost nothing binding to ensure a safe and livable climate for future generations. 
while many in the climate justice movement acknowledge that this year's climate deal is an improvement from the past, the scientific community believes that this agreement will not at this stage have an impact on the future climate catastrophe. The Centre for International Environmental Law President Carol Muffet also pointed out that the corporations standing over governments and the policy debate had a direct impact on the final decisions. Friends of the Earth President Eric Pisker said, Moving forward, the strategy will be to challenge President Obama through a new campaign called Keep It In The Ground, which calls for a moratorium on all new possible fuel leasing in the United States. Victor Minotti, director of the International Forum on Globalisation, said that the Paris Agreement will be known as the polluter's great escape since it weakens rules on the rich countries. So far, only China appears to be doing its fair share. While polluters may have escaped with their profits, we may not escape with our planet unless civil societies demand and wins more systematic structural changes to our fossil fuel economy on top of this deal and without delay. Some devils in the detail of the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Deal. The TPP permits corporations to sue governments in international tribunals if they can argue that a change in law or policy at national, state or local level harms their interests. The tribunals consist of investment lawyers who are not independent judges but can continue to be practising lawyers with obvious conflict of interest. There are increasing numbers of cases against health, environmental and even minimum wage laws. Key issues in the text are public health campaigns has resulted in specific TPP clauses to exclude further tobacco regulation from the ISDS cases. This is a victory and should prevent further cases like the still ongoing Philip Morris Tobacco Company case against the plain packaging law. Doctors Without Borders, MSF, says the TPP will restrict and delay access to lower-priced medications for millions of people, especially in developing countries. Australian law on biologic monopolies will not change immediately, but the text is ambiguous, referring to other measures which would deliver accountable market outcomes and to a future review which can result in up to three extra years of monopoly. Each year of delay in the availability of cheaper biologic medicines will cost the Australian government hundreds of millions of dollars, creating pressure for higher consumer prices. Despite promises, environmental protections are weak and are not enforceable. The ongoing war in the Middle East. The struggle against Islamic State has been going on for months and yet the end of the conflict is by no means near. Armoured vehicles, weapons, explosives, the jihadi group is well supplied and wages war not only in the physical world but also on a digital battlefield. But all of that needs money, a lot of money, and there is very little information on where it comes from and how it appears in the hands of the militant groups. 
Iraq is insisting that NATO use its power to urge Turkey to withdraw immediately from Iraqi territory. The United States pivot to Asia is a pivot to war. President Barack Obama in the 2016 budget for the national security is a reflection of the administration's desire to hold fast to its Asia-Pacific pivot. The Obama administration's $4 trillion budget for 2016 includes $619 billion for a broad set of defence programs and another $54 billion for all the US intelligence agencies to meet both long-term challenges and more immediate threats that have emerged in the last two years. Bashar al-Assad has more support than the Western-backed opposition. In the view of the Syrians, the country's president, Bashar al-Assad, and his ally, Iran and Russia, have more support than do the forces organised against him. This is according to a public opinion poll taken by a research firm that is working with the US and British governments. The poll's findings challenge the idea that Assad has lost legitimacy and that the opposition has broad support. Turkey smuggled Seron gas to the terrorists in Syria. Turkey is complicit with Washington and with other rogue NATO regimes, Israel and despotic Arab states in waging war in Syria, including smuggled use of various types of banned chemical weapons, Assad has wrongfully been blamed for their crimes. Turkish Republican People's Party, CHP, opposition member Erhan Erden accused Ankara of covering up a major war crime, likely direct high-level involvement in smuggling materials used to make deadly sarin gas to ISIS and other terrorists, the US proxy foot soldiers waging war in Syria. Erhan Erdogan accused Ankara of covering up a major war crime. Evidence shows various Turkish nationals were involved in direct dealings with ISIS and other terrorist groups supporting them with sarin gas. Syria's government had nothing to do with it despite US-led false accusations. Secretary of State John Kerry has just said on Wednesday the 16th of December that the United States is not seeking regime change in Syria. He made this remark after lengthy talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow on Tuesday the 15th of December. The statement appears to be that the United States is softening its policy towards Assad and marked a significant rhetorical shift for the United States towards Russia's policy in Syria, which previously the American officials were almost fundamentally at odds with. Italy declines a request to bomb Syria. Italy will not join the United States-led airstrikes in Syria. Italian Prime Minister Matteo Renzi announced Sunday in a statement which warned against unintended consequences of reactive military interventions... Italy's position is clear and solid. We want to wipe out terrorists, not please the commentators. The one thing we don't need is to multiply on-the-spot reactions without a strategic vision. Renzi also drew comparisons to the 2011 NATO airstrikes in Libya, which successfully helped 
rebel efforts to oust Muhammad Gaddafi, but left the country a chaotic haven of terrorism. Four years of civil war in Libya show it was not a happy decision. Today, there needs to be a different strategy to deal with Syria. He added that one thing we cannot allow ourselves is a repeat of Libya. Humanitarian Pledge Nuclear weapons are the only weapons of mass destruction not yet prohibited under international law. The Humanitarian Pledge is a commitment by nations to fill this unacceptable legal gap. It offers a platform from which they can and must launch negotiations on a treaty banning nuclear weapons. The pledge was issued on the 9th of December 2014 at the conclusion of the Vienna Conference on the Humanitarian Impact of Nuclear Weapons, attended by 158 nations. Outlawing nuclear weapons has a widespread support amongst nations and is the logical and necessary course of action in light of the indiscriminate and catastrophic effect of any use of these weapons. International Campaign for Abolition of Nuclear Weapons calls on all nations to endorse the pledge and join the negotiations for a ban. On the 7th of December 2015, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the pledge in the form of a resolution. Of the 168 nations that cast a vote, 139, or 83%, were in favour of the resolution. Well, this is our last program for 2015. Thank you for your support, in particular during the 3CR Radiothon. We will be taking a summer break and be back with you in the new year on Sunday the 28th of January 2016. For the next four weeks, we will be representing some of our best programs from 2015. Also, we will be mailing out our December newsletter to members, affiliates and friends before Christmas. On behalf of the CICD committee, and alternative news, I would like to pass on to all our listeners our best wishes for Christmas and a very happy and healthy New Year in 2016. Thank you for listening to our alternative news programs for 2015, brought to you from Community Radio 3CR. Tune in again next year. This is all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to Community Radio 3CR, 855 on the AM dial, brought to you by the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. Our telephone number at Trades Hall is 9663-3677 and our email address is peacecentre at cicd.org.au. I am Andrew Irving, looking forward to your company next year. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.